Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sports book betting app. All right, now joined by William Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. It's that time of the week again. We happy Tuesday. Brad, how you doing, my man? I'm doing okay. All right, so um, Pac-12 media came out yesterday with their preseason all-conference team. Were you surprised that Arizona only had one player on there? No. I agree. Um, no, can I make an argument for two or three more guys? Yeah, I can, but I'm not surprised because uh, you've got, for the most part, one proven player, um, and I think you can make an argument for Kresa, but I think he's a polarizing player, so he's probably not getting on the list. Yeah, and Kresa, um, Kresa to me, I wanted to, I wanted to really kind of dive in depth on Kresa in this, uh, in this uh, live stream because, to me, he's going to be the one that's going to have a lot of opportunities to get shots up. Um, and again, I don't need him shooting Salim Stoudemire numbers, but if he can hover around forty percent from both, all of a sudden, I think you're looking at more of a fifteen point per game type guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the ability to knock down, you know, we've all seen, you know, you get hot, you suddenly you nail three, and suddenly you're borderline 10 points. So, right. Um, and that's, you know, the modern game, especially the NBA, where the three point is king. So, yeah, if he can be a comparable shooter and do it where he's getting enough good looks, then yeah, I think he can, he can put up some decent numbers. Now, do I think he's going to be a 15 point a game guy? I don't. But can he be 12 consistently? That would be pretty important for this team. Well, right. And one thing, though, that we got to give Creasa too is that, yes, I'm his shooting percentages definitely really annoyed me last year. But there is something to be said, Brad, for being opportunistic with your shots. And we've seen guys that were great all game and they really couldn't make shots when it really mattered. Now, I'm not making Kerr out like he's Michael Jordan, but he had a number of moments, whether it was against Illinois, whether it was against Oregon, UCLA, where he was the one that wanted to take and he made the big shot. Yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call him clutch yet, but he also doesn't shy away from the moment. Right. Uh, he's had some bad turnovers in those moments as well. But certainly just having the confidence to be there, because I've gone back to it, um, you know, as ever, much as everyone kills Alonzo Trier for the Xavier game, he was the only one who won the right. ball. Lowry did not want the ball. Go right. back and watch it. He did not want the ball. It wasn't a matter of they couldn't find touches for him. He didn't want the ball. Uh, Kerr wants the ball. Uh, sometimes that's to a detriment. Um, you know, we've seen guys who are not afraid to shoot with the heat check um, and they can't all be Salim, but uh, I'd rather have my point guard want the ball in those situations than shy away from it. All right. Now, Pella Larson's a one that um, I want to, and I could end up being totally wrong on this one. Again, I was wrong on Pella last year. I didn't think Pella was good. I was wrong. My bad Pella, but I do. Let me put it to you like this. And I'm not privy, obviously, to what the coaching staff sees up close. But when people are talking about Pella as being an NBA player, an all-conference type guy, um, I guess. But there wasn't much on the court last year to lead me to believe that that was coming down, coming right down the pipe. No, I think that's – I have not seen anything that leads me to believe that he is a uh... – surefire NBA player, even a likely NBA player, other than the reports coming out of the U21s this summer. Right. Um, if I was going to rate, I, I, yeah, the, that's the funny thing. I think, ironically enough, the best pro prospect are, are guys that we haven't seen anything from. 
right? Um, Vicer, uh, Ball. Um, I can see other guys being more talented, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the NBA. I don't. I don't know if Tubelas plays in the NBA. Right. Um, I don't know if Kerr plays in the NBA. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about Kylan Boswell, but yeah, you know, I need to see. It. But if you if Pella de- continues to develop and continues to develop his athleticism, then yes, he could be potentially a guy who plays in the NBA. But to me, at this stage. He can't play the one, he can't play the three. Right. And he's probably not good enough shooter to play the two at the NBA level. So can he move to point? I don't so I have to see it. Um yeah, again, would it shock me? No, but right now I don't see an NBA game. Um, even though I think he's a terrific player. What I am curious about is something that the Tommy Gunn said about him, and we're gonna get to that in just a second. But again, two things. Four Peaks Brewery. Four. The official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out down at the Tempe location. And we also have it here at Tap and Bottle for the Tap and Bottle away game watch parties for Arizona football and basketball. William Brad Alice has uh, been down there multiple times. Definitely very much thank William and Tyler for showing up. And more furniture, morfurniture.com. They did redid the entire PHNX studios. Looks absolutely fantastic. Check out morfurniture.com. Uh, get a new look, and they'll be the ones that can help you get there. All right. Now, one thing that the Tommy Gun, Tommy Lloyd, has said is that uh, he expects uh, uh, Pella Larson to be a lockdown defender on the perimeter uh, this year, and that one I can see. Um, I'm I'm still curious a little bit about his lateral quickness, but I do think that you know Tommy Lloyd has he's got a pretty straight shooter reputation when it comes to this. I'm curious to see what kind of defender that he is able to, uh, to become this year. Yeah. You know, again, guys can become slightly more athletic, more explosive. And he was coming off an injury last year where he should have been in t- when he was in rehab, he should have been conditioning. Uh, and, right. and when he was conditioning, he should have been, you know, refining his game. So we may see a slightly more explosive, more athletic Larson. And you could also get by on your savviness, mm-hmm. um, which is also important because, you know, Chase Buttinger was wildly athletic, but was a, was a not a good defender. Correct. Uh, now, his lateral movement wasn't great, but he was an explosive north-south uh, runner, to use a football term. So, uh, but we've seen other guys, again, Steve Kerr was a very competent defender, even in the NBA, because he was savvy. Right. Um was he ever great? No, but he was he was pretty darn good in college, actually, at times. So, yeah, but I, again, I haven't seen it. And so right now, it's just like I didn't break down tape of the U21. So I don't know what Larson did there to impress everyone because his numbers were okay, mm-hmm. but they weren't leap off the page. But right. again, if you know the NBA, you know they don't care about stats. They're literally got. I mean, I think Luca averaged eleven points his last year in Europe and comes to America because there's a translation right. uh, that you get when you come. So, you know, maybe Larson averaged eight or nine in the U21s, but showed enough athleticism and stroke and, and things like that that people are interested. So, um, yeah, I need to see it. I, I'm not doubting it, and I, again, I, I I feel pretty confident when when Tommy Lloyd is saying these things, but I just haven't seen it. Let me ask you this. Could defense, as weird as this is, could defense be in a weird this team's calling card? And the only reason I throw that out there is because 
Obviously, Courtney Ramey comes in with a reputation being he was an all Big 12 defender. If Pella Larson can be as good as Tommy Lloyd says, you've got two nice little wing defenders there. Cedric Henderson looks like a player as well that could be that. Uh, could this, maybe outside of Kerr, could this team actually be a pretty good defensive team on the perimeter? Yeah, but I thought they were pretty good last year. For sure, well. but you lost Dalen Terry and you, you lost Christian Coloco, right? And you, and you lost Matherin, who was a, mm-hmm. who was a competent defender. Who, by the way, is good. Uh, he is, yeah. Um, but no, they're going to have a lot of length out there if they want to, uh, depending on what lineup they trot out. Um, and even with Kerr, Kerr is a guy who is at least willing to defend. He's not always effective, but he's a willing defender. So right. yeah, I could see this being a very good defense. I could also be a great rebounding team. Right. Um, because they're going to be big. Uh, and that's, you know, as, as long as they go with a traditional lineup, because you're going to have, you know, three borderline seven footers as your, as your frontline players. Uh, you're, you're big enough on the wing and your guards are pretty big. Um, you know, if Larson's playing the two for stretches with a guy like Ball or Henderson, that's a big lineup. Uh, so yeah, I think rebounding and defense is going to uh, be pretty important for this team. We had Cedric Henderson Sr. on um, a couple days ago. And uh, what do you, let me ask you this, what do you expect out of him? And let me just preface it by saying his his games last year, the games where he played the best were, were against the two best teams. He put up 18 and 11 on Duke in a game that was actually somewhat competitive. And against VCU, he did much of the same. What do you expect from Cedric Henderson Jr. this year? Um, Chris seven- Dunn type impact? Uh, a little bit better than Chris Dunn type impact, yeah. No, I think yeah, I think he's, uh, and I'm I'm actually working on some numbers. I didn't get it done for this podcast. Worked on it for my podcast hmm? um, to see what these transfers from smaller schools, um, what their numbers translate into. Right. And my guess it's it's somewhere between sixty and seventy percent of their output at the other school, but I don't have that in front of me yet. But that's my guess. So I think he was, you know, he was what low teens. Um, mm-hmm. at, at Campbell, so seven or eight, if he plays enough minutes. Right. Um, I, you know, I use, uh, you know, the only guy who put up better numbers um, coming to Arizona was McConnell, that I can recall. Again, I have to do some more investigation. But, you know, our, our, our buddy from UNC Asheville, while he had moments, you know, his numbers were, he was what, a 13 or Drastically 14. inflated numbers, yes. Yeah, because, you, again, you're having those nights where you put up 30 on – uh, Winthrop, or, or and then maybe that's a bad example. Winthrop's usually pretty good, right? But I know what you're saying, though, right? But against the big south, right. Um, and again, it's Campbell. Um, and again, uh, you, should we be encouraged that he put up good numbers against uh Duke and uh, you know, VCU? Yes, but if I'm not mistaken, Mark Tollison's best game was against Stanford, right? For sure, and Tollison was uh, a bit player, a role player. Oh. Um, so again, I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing Henderson because I like kind of what I saw from him. He's got a good body. He seems to have a good skill set. But to think he's going to come in here uh, and and score 14 a game is is probably a a little bit too far. I think he's going to have more of an impact like a Kyer, a guy who could have a 10-point game, but may also have a one-point game and play 12 minutes depending on matchups. Right. Okay, now two things, and then we're going to get switch over to some uh, – we'll talk a little bit more basketball, and then we're going to talk a little bit of football. Brad, can you stick with us till 1255, or you got to be off at 1250? 1250. 12.59 is fine. I guess I have a call coming in right at 1. You know what? When you're the boss, you make your own shots. All right. Uh, no, that's the whole point. I've talked to my boss. <laughs> the DraftKings – but you're, tell them you're doing it for a good cause. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. 
You can put down just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, stepped up same game. Uh, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game all season long. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. And uh, again, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And Tap and Bottle Downtown, again, the place to be for all the away game watch parties. Got Four Peaks Brewery on tap. Got KB Thiel's shown up. William Brad Alice has shown up. Sean Seeley has been there multiple times. Come join the crew. It's a good time. And I know Sean's royalty and he can do what he pleases, but he didn't say bye before leaving the other day. Yeah, but you know what, you know, Sean? At the end of the day, Sean, you can do whatever you want. He's You're the royalty. man. Dude. He's yeah. royalty. Saguaro Cougar royalty at that. Um, all right. So, but we're we're going into the season here, and uh, basically, it's a couple weeks out from being started. So, what is the upside? The ultimate upside for this team, if everything breaks right, how could you see them? And then we're going to get to a little football talk. Uh, if everything breaks right, mm-hmm. they cut down the nets. Oh, okay. So you think they have national title content or ability? I think that's the upside. Yeah, and that's a bunch of guys maximizing it. I think more likely they look like a second weekend team, right? Um, so, which is good. Um, but right. I think they are—they're at least complete enough. Again, some guys have to maximize some ability. You know, Tubelas has to be a, a guy who can dominate games. Have to find a secondary score. But I think there's enough talent and depth there. That yeah, uh, the upside is is a national title contender. Now again, I don't think I don't think they're there. I think they're probably a team that you know if they can get to the Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight, that's fantastic. Um, if they can be a three or four seed, that's fantastic. Um, but I think again, they're talented enough and they're deep enough um, that again, a run is not impossible. Um, I think the the basement for this team or the the floor is probably a team that you know, gets in on the bubble. I think they're good enough to be a tournament team regardless. Right. Um, just how good they can be. But my, my guess is they're a second weekend type team, again, of avoiding an upset or something like that. But they should be the favored seed, at least in in the in the first game, if not the first two games. I think All right. Let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit Arizona football here. Obviously, the bye week right now. The offense to me has been great. If you were to ask me how to overall grade of the offense, Brad, no problems whatsoever. It's an A. I mean, it's been a drastic improvement since last year. You can maybe nitpick a little bit, but, you know, against Washington, you really, I think, saw how good this offense really is. Defensively, it's an F. I mean, there's, you know, there's no way around that. My question is this. At what point do you just start playing young kids? Because, again, with all due respect to the older players, this just isn't working right now. I will say this. I don't. I think it's only an F the last month. Okay. Um, I think they were respectable, mediocre, um, the first what four games. Um, right. You know, uh, granted, Mississippi State has gone into a, a little midseason slide, but uh, they were averaging forty something uh, right. going into that Kentucky game. Um, you know, they they were did what they were supposed to get at San Diego State. Uh, where it started to crumble was against Cal. Right. Cal has no business scoring 49 on anyone. Uh, and much keep less, in mind, Cal less an FBS team. Cal scored nine against Colorado. Uh, you know, Cal has, has not scored more than uh, in, in the thirties against anyone from the FBS. Right. Um, you know, Oregon. Okay. I can excuse it. 
Uh, Washington should not score that much. Washington's a Washington is a good offense, not a great offense. So yeah, right. there are problems. Um, I would say already if they're not sprinkling in a few more young guys, something's wrong. And I know yesterday uh, they said I think Prizok's going to get more run at corner. Personally, I want to see again no burn red shirts, but I want to see Prizok. I want to see. Uh, uh, the, the tall corner. I want to see. Seth I'd like to see Davis. I'd like to see Davis. Gary Davis. Yeah, those are the like three guys Deuce. I'd like to see more of. Yeah, I'd like to see some Deuce Davis. Um, I'd like to see throw out a few more D line again. I don't want to do it at the possibility of getting someone hurt, and that's the problem, especially on the front seven. Um, so I don't know if some of the younger D linemen are ready. Uh, I don't know if some of the younger linebackers, you know, I don't, I don't know if Sterling Lane's ready to, to play physically. Just don't know. He could be. Right. There's no disparage on him. But at DB, especially at corner, you're less likely to get trucked and run over and, you know, all, all of that. Uh, so I would like to see those guys play. Um, you know, I'd maybe go a little bit deeper at linebacker. I'll, you know, Jer- it's Jerry Roberts and everyone else right now. Right. Um Overall, I would say the problem with the defense is I don't think it's got bad talent. I don't think it has enough good talent. What I mean is when you have 11 okay players and one of them messes up, it's disaster. When you have 11, uh, you know, when you have five okay players and six really good players when someone messes up, um, you can recover. So a great example, you know, and I know I say don't use Desert Swarm. Desert Swarm was a great example. Their corners were were average, mm-hmm. but everyone else, you know, if if and who, who was it? Like you know, if Keyshawn Johnson or messed Darryl up, Morrison or, or, yeah, or Daryl Morrison. Morrison messed up, well, odds are Brandon Sanders or Tony Bowie were there for safety help. Right. Um, this team's not good enough. If one or two guys, you know, get down, and we saw it, we saw. I, I, a couple of those Oregon clubs where one side of the line dominated. And if you're not touching a guy until your safety is there, um, you have some problems. Uh, so that's to me the defense. Cause if I look at it, I think they have, you know, counting, they probably have nine guys who are PAC 12 you know, caliber players. The problem is in those two spots where they can't get cactail caliber play, they're in trouble. Yep. And there's Why? no depth. I'm going to go on record, though, and say, all right, my guy, back the A-Ray. I'm calling it now. Price Ox starts permanently going forward. I have zero evidence. That's what we like about you, Ray. Um, <laughs> but That would I'm be gonna, great news. It would be great news. It would 100% be great news. Um, because I do, right now, you know, Roland Wallace is okay. He's good. Mm-hmm. He probably gets a look at the next level. Stukes, is, Stukes really should be a team's fourth, or third or fourth corner. Right. And Rutherford's not the answer. Seen, and Rutherford's not good. Um, right. And I, I no disrespect to the kid, but he has not shown me anything in, in two years. All right. One thing, though, with the, the um, uh, I think I am going to go on record here and real quick game time. And then we're going to go. Uh, we're getting spammed here by something um, new a dating. At least it's a at least it's All right, I was to, back, to date the a. Yeah. Date the a game. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, concerts, and shows. Save up to 60% on tickets. When you buy tickets last minute, it's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. I'm going to go on record and say that DJ Warnell is good, and I could be wrong on that, but I liked what I saw at least against Washington. 11 tackles, two and a half for loss. Gunnar Maldonado is another guy to me, a little bit like Isaiah Rutherford. 
uh, nothing personal. I'm sure, he's a great kid, but I never watched Gunnar Maldonado in high school or in college and said, you know what, that's a, that's a big time power five safety. It worries me that Warnell couldn't see the field before now. Mm-hmm. So that either means sometimes there's missy valves though. It either that's what it means. It means either he didn't practice well or they misavowed him, uh, which is weird because usually when you bring in a transfer, you give that guy every opportunity. Right. Um, so that yeah, that worries me a little. Um, but, yeah, he looked good. He, well, sometimes when you see your safety with 11 tackles. I know, it's really not a good, good thing. thing. And other times it means there was just a lot of guys running to where he could tackle him. So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't study the, the, the film well enough. Um, blame Uncle Kev for talking my ear off at that game. But Nothing wrong with that. I, I need to see a little bit more of Warren L before I'm ready to proclaim him. But I, but can I proclaim him as good, if not better, than Maldonado? Yeah. Could, I don't know that Gunnar Maldonado had those numbers for the entire season. That's the only thing. I'm just saying that I think it's going to be improvement. I do think that Warnell is going to be interesting um, there. At least I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of talent to work with as well. Um, Brad, before we, uh, because we're, we're up against the clock right now, looking at next year's schedule, Arizona, and I'm just springing this on you, but Arizona's got a very, very reasonable schedule for next season where I think you could get seven wins. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised by that. What are next year? What would you like to see from a win loss perspective? Year three of Jed fish. I want to see them in a bowl game. Hmm. Don't care how, just get in that bowl game. And whether that's six and six, seven and five, eight and four, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of that depends on who comes back and what do they do to bolster the defense. But yeah, you should be, in, even as bad as they are, the way things are built now and with the schedule, and and I haven't seen the whole schedule, but um, if you can, yeah, be a bowl game in year three, you're, you're on the right step. I know a lot of coaches are given a four-year plan, but with the transfer portal, yeah, it's 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 three years. Right now, is the offense better than you thought it would be this season? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it significantly better? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's and, what I and th- again, and I don't think it's. I still have a lot of grown moment, like uh, you know, which right. I don't know, but I don't think they're any more than than Rich Rod. Right, um, and they haven't had, with the exception of one outing, the bad games that Rich Rod's offenses could have. Right, they also and, haven't had the great games Rich Rod's offenses have. But so overall, I think there's more consistency than a lot of the Rich Rod offenses. I think there's more talent as well. Too. Here's the thing: I mean, Rich Rod I think had more. I think there's more talent at quarterback and wide receiver than any yes. Rich Rod offense. I don't, obviously, not at running back, which is a good crop. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but Rich Rod, when you go from Kadeem Carey to uh, Nick Wilson, Nick Wilson, and and then JJ Taylor. That's uh, so that's good. pretty nice. Uh, that yeah, that's three borderline M- NFL backs. Uh, the only you almost place said where, NBA backs. I did. I almost did. We were talking NBA. Early. Um, the only place <laughs> where I I really see the 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 drop off and um, it's it's been better than advertised is the offensive line. Right. It still needs to get better. Right. All right. Real quick. Um. So here's the deal. OGs, enter the flavoring life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OGs, hat, an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com. Check the link in the district, uh, the description. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. 
All right, Brad, we got one minute here. Where can they find all of your stuff before we sign off? Yeah, just finally after about a month, because between being sick and some family stuff, posted a new uh, podcast. It's up, uh, should be at all the sites now. I put it up uh, this morning, uh, link to it. Uh, but WSR Brad, and go to Apple, Google, Anchor, or uh, uh, Spotify, and it's the uh, Wildcat Sports Report podcast, or technically I think it's called the Wildcat Sports Report Wildcast, because I had the name first. All right, guys. Can't thank you enough. Again, Brad, thanks for hopping on. Everybody out there, really appreciate all of your comments. We'll be back with you next Tuesday. I'll be back with you tomorrow. For Brad Alice, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Oh.